into the contest. It is Wednesday, the 9th of November. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. Shane Lee, how are you? I'm good, Timmy. Now, I believe you uh, went out for a bite to eat last night. How was it? Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, no, the food was good. Caught up with some friends. But one of the most remarkable questions I've ever heard from a waitress, one of our colleagues, uh, slightly older, she's in her mid-60s and she was having a couple of glasses of wine. And uh, the waitress, who was probably all of 19, said... Do you have a plan B? (laughs) (laughs) Advertising works, mate. (laughs) In context, obviously she's asking her, you know, please don't drink and drive, but how did she know that she didn't catch an Uber, walk, taxi, (laughs) never had a licence? Oh, I tell you what. Oh, it tickled my funny bun. Um, of course, it was a long-time campaign with uh, Cricket New South Wales and very successful. And we'll talk about cricket today with Daniel Hughes. He's scoring runs everywhere. Will he play a test at some point? That'll be interesting. Christian Volpardo says no to the Socceroos. And Anthony Seabold at Brookvale. In life, the most important thing is Trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Afternoon sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. It's a good problem to have, Shano, uh, with uh, players at domestic level getting loads of runs, but you can't fit them all in because... um, there's guys like Usman Khawaja and others that are just automatic picks these days for the test side. But Daniel Hughes, he's 33 himself now. Um, he does look ready for the step up. Well, Phil Jakes, the former uh, New South Wales and Australian opening batsman and coach now. Your old teammate. Yeah, old teammate. He said that he believes that he is. I think Daniel Hughes is a very good player. There's a couple of issues here. He is 33. That's not young. Um, Hussey made his debut at 29. That was considered pretty old back then. Um, so 33 is obviously four years on from that. Um, he has scored a truckload of runs, but he's scoring it in the 50-over tournament. So he is the he scored the most 50-over 100s for New South Wales, scored eight. I know Steve Warren only got five, uh, but his recent 139 off 127 balls was sensational. But do you push this guy into the 50-over team at 33? I doubt they're going to do that. Um, and his first-class record is not as good as his one-day domestic record. So um, there's a couple of issues there for him. But, look, he's scoring lots of runs. He's doing the right things for New South Wales, that's for sure. Well, Peter Hanscom, former Test player, scored a massive score the other day. Um, but do you think, look, as we said at the start, you can only pick so many players. He hasn't been selected either. Uh, but there was always a question mark over his technique from some people, wasn't there? Yeah, he's got a really different technique to anyone else. And um, he goes right back into his stumps and hits the, most of the balls sort of behind mm. square. Saying that, um, he's averaging 179 since the start of last season in the Sheffield Shield. He scored 1,122 runs. So maybe the technique works. They don't believe it can really work consistently at, at test level. And look, he had, he's had, had, had some success there, but uh, he's being left out of the test squad. The test squad looks pretty good. 
no real surprises there, Timmy. Marcus Harris, after a pretty bumper season in English county cricket, uh, maintains his spot. But Cummins will be captain. Agar, Kerry the keeper. Green, Labashane, Head. Lyon, Kawaja, Smith, um, Stark and Warner. So no real surprises. A pretty consistent team. Um, and, yeah, I think that's pretty pretty good test side. It is starting to age, though, isn't it, in, in batting yep. terms? Yeah, it definitely is, mate. And, and look, the, the big question for me is still over Harris at the top of the order. Mm. Um, he hasn't really cracked it yet. Uh, he's been given a lot of chances. So he has to make runs this series. Otherwise, Marcus Harris will fall by the wayside. Craig Tiley, I always know when tennis is around the corner when I field a couple of phone calls or text messages asking, mate, do you have any tickets? Um, <laughs> the, the weather's getting warmer and, uh, look, he's defended his position because he's, like many administrators or bosses of sports organisations, you've got to wear a few caps, don't you, both for grassroots and then the larger tournaments. And his is quite significant because he's got to oversee the growth of tennis in the country and arguably the largest event the country holds on a on a yearly basis. Yeah, he's the CEO of Tennis Australia, as you said, and the, and the CEO and boss of the Australian Open. But, mate, he ha- he has, I think, mismanaged the Australian Open, particularly through COVID. There's a lot of issues there, uh, right from the Djokovic stuff to you know to, to last year as well. Um, but he's come out, what he is doing, he's defending his position and he's saying he has the capacity to do dual titles where... One would think under when under COVID conditions, he was way out of his depth. Now, the Australian Socceroos picked their team, their, their largest squad, and uh, there was some controversial inclusions, some controversial players left out. Well, Mitch Langerak, who is um, regarded in Australian soccer as the best number one goalkeeper, has been left out because Matt Ryan is our captain. Hmm. Uh, they, they didn't want him to feel threatened. That's a bizarre selection. So Matt Ryan will lead the team and be our number one goalkeeper. Um, but they're saying Langerak is his ability is actually better than Matt Ryan's. They've gone um, with two other goalkeepers, um, the Grey Wiggle, Andrew Redmayne, which, which made yes. a, a lot of things. And he's regarded as the best shot stopper um, for penalties uh, and, and a third goalkeeper as well. So, um, But the squad looks pretty good. The, the big news coming out today is that they offered that young Christian... Um, Volpato, uh, who's been playing over in Italy, born in Australia and uh, played a lot of his junior football here. Um, they wanted to pick him in the squad and he said no. So he has ambitions of playing for the Italian senior team. Yeah, he's a good player. He's only yeah. a teenager. It's a so, shame yeah, we get him. Yeah, yeah, but I suppose you've got to make your own decisions, don't you, when you're, when you're yep. at that level and you've got the other heritage as well. Stay with us. We've got AFL, NRL, rugby, plenty more. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need this spring is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Now, AFL, St Kilda looking towards some of their great players to, to help rebuild uh, their club and, and hopefully turn history around. I mean, they haven't won a premiership since Decimal Currency, 1966. Yep, Decimal Currency came in then, didn't it? Um, yeah, Ross Lyon has now uh, obviously back on board uh, to coach St Kilda again, and he's announced his support coaches. Uh, Brennan Goddard, who you know is, 
a very well-known uh, St Kilda former player. He said he bleeds red, black and white. Um, plus Lenny Hayes and Robert Harvey, two other legends of the St Kilda Football Club. Um, I don't know personally whether those three guys have many coaching credentials, but they sh- they're surely very, very good former secure to players, so let's see what they bring to the table. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this is an issue that we see often uh, across sport. We heard it in rugby league in the first week of the semi-finals, uh, finals being played at smaller grounds. Now, the AFLW, we've seen the growth, oh, the exponential growth of AFLW along with women's sport in this country, and there are some critics lining up about playing some of these finals at smaller grounds and how many people won't be able to watch it live because of the you know the option of going to smaller rather than the larger grounds like the MCG or Marvel. Yeah, well, I think it's I think the issue here is is, is threefold. Tim, I can understand that yeah, people could potentially could miss out and not see the match, which would which, mm. which would be disappointing if your daughter was playing um, or a friend of the family's daughter was playing and you wanted to see him. It'd be very disappointed not be able to get in. Saying that, I think they want to play at the smaller grounds because the girls don't kick as many goals, so the smaller grounds would allow potentially more goals to be scored. And I think if the, if there's not a full crowd there at the MCG, the smaller grounds can be create a better atmosphere as well. So you're seeing Richmond take on St Kilda at Punt Road, which is a very, mm. very small ground right across the road from the MCG, and Adelaide take on Collingwood at Unley Oval, um, which is a very open sort of park area out there. Um, but it is a smaller ground to play on. Yeah, rugby league, uh, big news with Anthony Seabolt. Oh, look, we sort of had heard it that uh, he was going to go and coach Manly. It's now official. Uh, 48-year-old, look, he played for all those clubs and then, you know, he played for Brisbane. He played in the UK, played for Canberra. And, uh, look, he was the head coach at the Brisbane Broncos and uh, controversially um, ousted. Uh, look, I-, I wish him well. I think he's a very good coach. Um, I just hope that he's allowed to to breathe and manly it's such a difficult place no way in the world you're allowed to breathe there if you don't win the first couple of games you're out mate <laughs> they, they it's a, give it's a tough spot oh it's it? a tough spot and particularly um manly always want to go back to their own and uh and he's not one of them but Seabold has also unveiled his um his other coaching staff he's gone with shane flanagan the former um, Cronulla Shark, who's had the drug charges issues, uh, and Jim Dimmick as well. So I think Jim, Jim Dimmick's a good good mate of his. So they, the three of those are going to be under the pump from, from game one. Yeah. Well, they've got the ability, haven't they, if they're all mm. on the field. So it'll be interesting to watch what happens at Manly. And what about this rugby union story? Headlines yesterday, uh, Samu Karevi claims he was stopped from supporting Israel Folau. Um, of course, the Israel Folau drama was a few years ago now. I don't get why he's saying this, and I just find this—I find this appalling. I've always been very firm in my belief: what is Ralph Folau said and did was not on, and I think mm. he brought not only the sport down, but he brought his teammates down with him. If Sam Gravai really believed and wanted to support Israel, he should have done it then and manned up, and not said that he's been stopped from saying things. That—that's a joke. It just, this does nothing but bring up these terrible discussions again around Israel Folau and what he did and the fence that he, his homophobic remarks that he made. I just, I just don't know why he's saying this. It does, doesn't serve him, the sport, or even Israel any good. Yeah, because the rugby team, the Wallabies, are in the middle of a, yeah. a spring tour and they've got Italy to, to play against next. Now, boxing, Jeff Fenix. Well, this, this heartbreaking end, you and I are old enough to remember it, but mm. um, a, a loss which most of us or nearly everyone thought shouldn't have happened has retroactively uh, been turned around and awarded back to Jeff Fennick uh, against Azuma Nelson. 
I, this is going to be the first time I think something like this has happened, Tim. I'm not aware of anything else that's happened in the world of boxing, but they've got the best judges from around the world to sit around and watch the video, and then they all awarded the fight to Jeff Fennick. So he's now a four-time world champion. He's already been inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame, but a four-time world champion. He said he was never the same after that heartbreaking loss. He came back. He was never the same fighter, and he's really dealt with this his whole life, well, since 1991, that he's had this, you know, carried this around his shoulders. So I hope he's at ease now, and um, he definitely deserved to be a four-time world champion. He's a legend. Yeah, and he's a classic, and, and you've done a number of podcasts with him. Mate, I have, and um, he's an interesting guy to to podcast on um, lunch with Lee, and he still looks pretty fit, and he's training and mm. and, and and coaching a lot of um, other athletes, but he said he hardly eats. Um, he only eats one meal a day because he loves his red wine. He said he drinks he drinks two or three bowls of red plonk a night, so <laughs> he can't eat too much during the day to keep the weight off. He reckons. Legend. Well, they say it's good for your blood system. <laughs> I tell you what, he's telling, talking about some of the ready drinks too. It's quality stuff. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Our wonderful sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. Thank you. Back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like the Building Resilience Podcast. Noel Allnup, the CEO of Securo, explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimise business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.